Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, you're watching, putting you over. Boom. Boom. And we're live. I think. I think we're live. We seem live. How's it going, everybody? This is Putting You Over. My name is The Standing Streamer. And tonight on the show, we're going to have independent wrestler Tony Deppin. He's going to be on at about 9.15. Talk to him uh, about all things Deppin. I just realized I, I'm using Zoom now, so I actually don't have to call him. He's just going to jump in. Oh, there he is. Look at that. And he's up on the screen. Look, he just hopped right in. He was there before I sent it. Hello. Oh, where's my headphones? Can you hear me, Mr. Deppin? Yes, yes, I can. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So the, did the link work, or did you literally get that one I just sent you? In like record speed, it didn't work. So then I just downloaded the Zoom app and then just typed in the yeah the, the ID uh, and stuff. Numbers. Yeah, the ID. Number meeting. I usually use the ID when I can. Um, the ID numbers and the passwords. I use Zoom a lot for work and stuff. Um, I work with kids, so I have to always call into them and whatnot. Anyways, but you're on the show. We we I talked about your your the thunderstorms you have rolling in, so if connections shoddy or it's not panning out, because uh, I like to represent you as best as I possibly can, you know we can we can fold it and we can. Uh, I probably shouldn't have too many problems because like right now my internet got like I something the storm yesterday now I like so I'm I'm on my data now. Ah, so gotcha. Yeah, one of those. I hope you got. I shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, data should hold you strong. Um, so thanks for coming on. I agree. no problem. Yeah. I've been I haven't done a, but like a podcast or anything. Like, seems like forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, with this the 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 world that I mean, I'm not even going to touch on one part of it, but the COVID stuff for the independent wrestlers. It's uh, you know, you're home, you're doing nothing. Or you're learning new skills. What have you been doing to uh, pass the time? Uh, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> a lot of nothing. I took a part time. I took a part time job just to keep myself occupied. That's about it. Yeah, well, that's good. Got I... my wife knocked up. You know, the normal things. <laughs> just the normal stuff. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, you know, and I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not. I'm not quite sure my wife would know much more on this. Uh, do is is it that is it far along where you can find out the sex one and two are you going to? We already found out the sex. Okay, and boy or girl, or do you boy. not want to tell boy? Look at that yeah. little little Deppin. Yeah, we took a pregnancy or it, it was some kind of test. I don't know that like it's called sneak peek. Yeah, my so like we can find out as early as eight weeks to find out the sex of our baby. Wow. So we found out at fifteen weeks. So wow. I have three daughters of my own, and uh, for the first two, we didn't find out the sex, and then for the third one, 
we did because the older two daughters really wanted to know. So my wife and I are too impatient. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'll tell you, I thought I would be that way too. And for the first kid, like for the initial part of the pregnancy, it's really frustrating. Like you just want to know, you want to go prepare, you want to get this and that. And then once you get over this hump, it's like smooth sailing, but that's awesome. So you have a boy. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, man, that's going to switch things up. That's going to be exciting though. Good times. Um, you made your debut, I believe in 2009. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember where you are correct. I am correct. But I, I have since researching you, uh, so you debuted in 2009, but you were a backyard wrestler like most of us were. Yeah. And uh, so how do you make that leap from backyard wrestling to to this is like I want to train, like I want to do this? Well, I honestly just did it because all of my friends uh, started doing independent wrestling, and I still yeah. wanted to wrestle. I had no ambition before to do independent wrestling, and then I was just like, well, all my friends are doing it. And I want to wrestle still. So around like 2008, I went and got trained and went from there. And plus, like everybody I knew from backyard wrestling, that, that like Ricky Shane Page and like the uh, Drew Cordero who owns Beyond and stuff like that, they're all my backyard friends. So I had connections leading into it. And then yeah. Matt Nix that runs freelance out in Chicago. So um, Beyond is where I first stumbled upon you. Well, I stumbled upon you for Synergy too. It was the bar episode that they put out on fight um i stumbled upon you there but i when i watched that i said to myself i know that kid from somewhere um i know him and and i was right it was beyond uh it was um a gauntlet type tournament thing um discovery discovery gauntlet discovery gauntlet and that is where i first saw you and then i remembered that i had saw you in synergy and, uh, man, that Beyond stuff you were doing was just insane. It was just, it was intense. Um, when I was, I was watching you, and I said to my brother, I said, Eric, who, who does this wrestler remind you of? And he's watching you, and he said, I don't know. Stupid question. Why are you asking me, Kevin? Stupid. I go, doesn't he remind you of, like, a Dean Malenko? Or some my favorite wrestler ever. So, well, the reason we said it was because now I apologize. I am a short stature fella myself, but the reason I made that correlation was uh, I found you very technical and you know short like, like Dean Malenko, basically. Um, so, so he was your favorite wrestler growing up. Yeah. Now, see, unfortunately, uh, I got my. I got my mother's height. That's why I'm only five nine. My father's six six. Oh man! So all my brothers are six foot. I'm not. I'm five nine. So what do your brothers do? Demolico is my favorite growing up. So yeah, you know, that's a compliment to me. A how, huge compliment. How many brothers do you have? Two. You have two. I'm are, the youngest. And you're the youngest. Are were they? Was it a big wrestling family when you were growing up? We all liked watching wrestling yeah. and. Well, both my brothers did independent wrestling too. One no longer does it because he's almost he's gonna be thirty seven, I think. Yeah. And the other one he does it occasionally. He has three kids, so you know, yeah. not a lot of time. No, no, it's not. It's not a lot of time. I usually have a better, more prep time. I usually have a nice dry erase board, but my kids have let all the markers dry out, so I can't use them. So that I think I already said it. That's what I'm looking at in my phone or all my notes. So, 2005 backyard, you go into train. Where did you go? Where do you go to train? With all your friends, I wouldn't even call it. Tra I wouldn't no. even call it training. It's uh, some local place called PCWA. Yeah. And I got trained in an old abandoned church. We had a ring in there, and the place was a shithole. The church, like, it had no plumbing, and like they used to run shows there, and it did have plumbing at the time. And then over time, they stopped taking care of it. So like. There's just, like, old, dried-up shit and piss all over the bathrooms and stuff like that. Like, you couldn't go to the bathroom there ever. No. That's where poor COVID probably originated. So you probably are immune from it, actually, if you wrestled through there probably. and survived. Uh, probably. Probably. That's interesting to me, though. Like, wrestling is, is – it's a sport, and um, 
it's it's weird to me when you said it like you can just go anywhere and learn to wrestle like it's not like you go to north carolina you, you perform well you get drafted to the nba like in wrestling when you try to get booked places on the indie scene or somebody notices you does it does where you train and where you go to learn the craft influence that uh it's helpful it, if yeah. anything like but my personal opinion is like it doesn't matter where or who trained you; it's how you apply to that what you've learned. Yeah, I have friends that were trained by CM Punk. Yeah, and nobody knows who they are. So like, and it's not knocking him at all. It's right. Just like, he just didn't apply it properly. Right. Like I was trained by a nobody. Right. Like I was trained by my friends, uh, Andy Harner and Aaron Arbo. Yet here I am making a living off of wrestling. So like. I just applied what I learned, and then I did seminars and just just rest. I I learned from just doing it. Like I, I don't like the. I think it's a little redundant sometimes, to, like for people to have some form of training, like and like they just sit there, like force you to practice bumps, yeah. like just bump, bump, bump. Oh, okay, now do a front flip bump, and like that's the type of training that I had because like it, these most of these guys didn't know anything, but like. So I just kind of like learned as I wrestled and that's the best way to do it. Cause that's how they did it way, way yeah. back. Like there's like, Hey, get in the car with me, kid. You're going to learn. And that's what I did. I just learned as I went and yeah. I'm doing pretty decent. You're doing. Yeah. Fairly good in my mind. Yeah. But that makes, I mean, that makes sense to me. Like you, you can do all the training, all the bumps in the world that you want. You can know, uh, how to technically do now i can't do any of these so as i say them i can't do any of them um you could technically do a, a you know a picture perfect drop kick or arm drag or whatever the case may be but until you actually go out and do it get in the ring get in front of people and perform uh that's really where you're going to learn to hone your craft would be my assumption exactly you're that's like i would i would wrestle in front of kid like kid friendly crowds all the time and yeah. like and that's where i learned to really grasp like the, the, the character part of me wrestling where it's like constantly like talking shit on against people like fans say something I, I say something back quick to them and stuff like that like that's where i learned that by just wrestling small time places in front of a bunch of kids like you you couldn't curse you couldn't tell those kids to go fuck themselves because yeah you had to be that wasn't what we're doing yeah so like i learned just to be very animated through working small time companies. So, okay. So you, you went, you went to the, the church full of shit and piss. Um, your debut in 2009, who was that for? PCWA. PCWA. At a local, Go ahead. at a local uh, high school gym. Uh, it was, uh, I was in a battle Royal, a pre-show battle Royal. So dark, dark match battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. Which make no sense. What? Like, see, that's the thing. Like, a lot of kids <laughs> nowadays, when they start out, like, they actually get to have matches. Yeah. Like, legit matches. Like, when I first started out, you would drive two, three hours for a battle royal, and that's it. Never get paid. And these kids are getting one-on-one -on -one matches. I didn't have my first singles match until, like, a year and a half into wrestling. It was all multi-man. So, like, yeah, people should be thankful today that they started wrestling today, and they can make a hell of a lot more money. Like, I remember... If somebody asked for, like, this was back in 2010, somebody asked for $50. I was like, who the fuck does this person think he is asking $50? And then the promoter's like, I'm not booking you because you asked for too much money. Now these kids are getting yeah. to start $50. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I remember the first time when I debuted for On Point in 2015, uh, I didn't even discuss pay because I just wanted the opportunity. So I went, and then the promoter gave me $40. And, like, I texted my friends that I wrestled back home. with like, yo, guys, I just got $40, and I didn't even ask for it. And it was like, are you kidding, man? Like, you made it. Because, like, we never received money to yeah. wrestle. I was wrestling for Cause you loved six it. years before. Yeah, I wrestled for six years before I made any legit money. I'd make maybe $20. Before that $40, the most I ever made was $25 to do a ladder match. Now, so go, is that just your nature? Like, is that who you are as a person you're just like i want this experience 
I want to get my foot in the door and I'm still this young kid coming up. Who am I to even ask for $50 right off the bat? Is that just you? That's or? what it, that, that's, that was more the, uh, the nature of the business at the time. Like young kids never got paid. Like, yeah, you might get $5 here and there, but you never got paid. You never asked for money. So like, I was just doing what I thought was supposed to be of wrestling. So I just did it. Am I happy that kids don't have to endure what I went through of like, you know, traveling six hours for no money and you lost money to go there? It's like, I'm glad they don't have to do that. But in the same sense, I feel like they need a chance to be humble about things and not just like, because if you're coming straight into wrestling making $60, $70, yeah. you know, you're already setting the, the standard pretty high for you. Like, yeah, I like I've heard kids talk to me in this like this is what I asked for and, and but they never wrestle and I could see why because they're asking for too much like it's just work your way into that money like I'm not saying you're not worth it but just eat shit a little bit like eat some shit sandwiches before you get to have flame and yawn like that's what I did for so long you know so yeah not everybody run not everybody has that route like but everybody has a different journey in wrestling yeah I mean everyone does like look where you are now and like you had just told me so you went six years without you know making a buck for it just based on the love and uh you're fairly successful i mean can i i can say that right you're successful i would call you successful right been making a living off wrestling for the past almost a year yeah so that's successful in my book and uh so and it took you a while like over 10 years and then uh you can go another route, like, um, gosh, uh, you know, MJF. Uh, who else? Leo Rush. Well, I was supposed, to, like, I was supposed to do like ROH and stuff like that. Yeah, like, April, so, like, I, right? I was supposed to, and then I got rescheduled, and then I got rescheduled again, and now I haven't heard anything. But I, I, I'm still in the talks with the people from there. So, like, but like, that's, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm. It sucks that I'm not resting and making any money, especially with baby coming. But I'm, I have a few shows in June and July, so. Yeah, you have a big show in July, the First Responders Charity Show for Synergy. Yep, I have that one, and then like, I just got booked in, in uh, where the hell is it? Michigan today. So, who's that one for? Uh, I think Zero Pro, like I believe. Yeah, I think I've heard of them. Um, gosh, yeah. So, that's exciting. Yeah, but so you were supposed to debut. Uh, for Ring of Honor in April, so that's that's right about right about the time things just started getting, like you said, postponed, pushed back a month, pushed back a month because nobody knew what was going on. And uh, of course, WrestleMania weekend, which just really sucked balls, because I went to WrestleMania not this year, last year, and the independent scene on that whole weekend from like Thursday to Monday is just amazing. The sh- the amount of shows. In the amount of uh, you know places you can work and in the money you can make and the exposure you can get, the exposure you can get was the biggest downfall, I would think, for that weekend. But um, so what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so your first match, uh, a Royal Rumble uh, on a dark match. What was that experience like? What was the feeling like? I I really hated it. <laughs> My one like they're telling us like. Because a bunch of these old guys are like, don't you dare plan any spots for this battle royal. And my friend and I, we went out and planned like a bunch of spots and just did our spots while everybody was like just punching and choking each other. And we got in the back and they're screaming at us. And I was like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, there you go. Because they're always, they always say to kind of, you know, shut your mouth when you first start. But I wasn't like that. It's like, no, I, I'm not doing this to get punched and beat up. Like, I'm just because I, I love wrestling. And I'm not going to do a half-assed match like it doesn't work that way so like i got to do some spots in that match i got yelled at for it but eh, whatever go big or go home right it's yeah exactly it's funny i i've talked to several wrestlers on here and um i started asking them like what was that feeling what was the feeling like inside you for that first time you were in a match was nobody has ever given me a pot they're like you're like oh i hated it someone else goes i i don't remember anything from it and i don't think i would ever watch it no i can't recall anybody having a good experience i guess i mean i guess in theory it's a good experience but you know what i mean my thing was it's just like it was a local shindy company and 
a lot of the guys weren't trained. They oh. weren't good. And like, and I'm not saying like I was amazing, but I was a lot better than some of the guys that were on the main card with regular matches. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm in a battle royal. Well, there's a guy that doesn't know how to run the ropes or do any do a move correctly yet. He has a match like. And then we tore the ring down, like, we had to get out of there in, like, 20 minutes, and, like, seven of us tore down a ring while all these old fat guys were laughing and watching us, like, that were wrestlers. Oh, man. Like, man, fuck off. Like, I don't know if I'd be cut out for that. Oh, man. That's rough. Um, So, for for the people in the chat tonight, and then we'll, we'll push this out to YouTube as well, Um, why don't you describe... If you can, it's it's kind of a generic question, but why don't you describe uh, the character who Tony Deppen is uh, in the ring, the character, the style? Um, a sarcastic, abrasive asshole. Yeah. I'd say. There you go. There's like, a shirt. Like there's not there, like I never had like I can flip the switch and be really aggressive and just not try to say anything funny. Or I could just be like, oh, well, somebody said, like, I remember the one time somebody kept, a fan said something to me, and, like, I instantly said something right back, and he's like, how the fuck do you hear everything? Like, I just, <laughs> like, it was just a, something really witty and funny. Like, yeah. Or I try to be humorous, and, and I'm very animated with my facial expressions. Yeah. That's what a lot of people always enjoy about me the most. Like, your facial expressions are great. Like, I had somebody at PWG, like, this fan, like, are you an actor by any chance? I was like, no, why? Like, your facials are just out of this world. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah, I try. The expression, uh, excuse me, right there, I cut you off a little, but the expressions that you have in your face, especially someone like you, is 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 just as important as a dropkick. It's it's part yeah. of your arsenal, and, and you, you've mastered that skill. In my opinion, I do I do less now than I did when I first started, and I'm getting paid way more <laughs> yeah. because like my facial expressions or like like just the way that I react to certain things is like tiny things. And and I uh, Mikey from Black Label he just said to me he was like Tony out of everyone I know he's like I love you the most because he's like those he's like it's small important things that you do. And he's like just the way you sell stuff, the way you move. Like it's not the I can't do a lot of move like. Actually, well, I don't do a lot of moves. I can, but I just don't. Like, I just worry about other things in my match. But like, I don't do the most insane moves. I, I don't do flips and stuff like that. Yet somehow I'm able to still make a living, which is awesome. And I, I've seen you in all sorts of matches with all sorts of different opponents that have different styles than you, I guess. And uh, you, you can, you, you can adapt to most of them. Or all of them, actually. So um, that's how I would describe your style, I guess. Um, like, when I first saw you, I was like, this kid knows his stuff. It's like Malenko. But I, I have also seen you adapt and change and evolve to the match. It's almost like a different different wrestler every, every time you're in the ring, which is interesting. It's fun. Well, I think that's why GCW utilizes me a lot with uh... – when newer guys come in, I wrestle them mm. because I can't adapt to those styles. Like I can, I can run a lucha style match. I could run a, a technical style. If you want to do strong style, I could do that. If you want to do a bunch of flashy stuff, I could do that. Like, so like, yeah, I think that's why GCW gives me those opportunities, and just I'm that person for them, just because they know I'm going to be able to compliment them because. I'm I'm very well versed in wrestling, like a lot of styles, and it's not like I don't ever label myself as a hybrid wrestler because everybody wants to say they're a fucking hybrid wrestler, but most people aren't. Yeah, but it's like the stretch I, wing in basketball. Everyone wants to be a stretch yeah. four. Yeah, like I've wa I've watched hours upon hours of wrestling of different genres of wrestling. Like I I can apply my stuff by because it's just of the studying I've done. Um, someone in the chat, virtual basement says Tony Deppen would need a lot of facial motion facial mocap for his expressions if he was in a video game just saying that's yeah. interesting yeah hey you know those facial expressions <laughs> they make they make the world um views on intergender wrestling I love it I I only I've only done I wrestled 
Willow and Solo Darling at Shakara, which I wish we got to do more, but it was only like six, seven minutes or something like that. Yeah. I wrestled with Kylie Ray at a in a five way in freelance, which we very minimal that we got to do because it was a five way, so not going to get much action out of that. But I would I would love to have singles matches with a woman because I feel like my aggressive nature that I am like like I'm also an asshole like it could make a really good story just, yeah yeah because when we did when we when I wrestled with Kylie she went like she came out because she's a surprise person and she came out she started hugging every like all the wrestlers in the match and then she went to give me a hug and I just put my middle finger right in her face <laughs> and then she we did something and then I just gave her a pump kick to the face and crowd was like are you kidding me then we just ran the match like so like yeah I feel like I'd have a lot of fun working with a female and like I always just like when I wrestled solo, I was like, "Hey, when you hit me, I was like, just hit me as hard as you can." She's like, "Okay," and she kicks really hard, so it wasn't enjoyable. I was supposed to wrestle a fisto in in Canada, but uh, she got hurt, so we weren't able to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, I I like intergender wrestling. I think it. Uh, I think I think that's the key. I think what I like about it most is if you can give me a story. If, if there's a story yeah. between it, obviously, off, obviously all great matches or or builds or angles you know i gotta have that great story but for some reason i think i get invested a little more i don't know and i always want the girl to win for some reason i think it's because i have three daughters now i i always yeah but at, i'll be i'll be honest at first like back in like 2000 like 10 i really didn't like intergender wrestling because like i just like i was watching one where there's like the guy just beat the shit out of the woman in the match and i was just like like that's all it was there was yeah. no story behind it. i was like this is just too much for me. like this is like almost to the point like i feel like yeah it's not what i want to be watching right now no but then like as i started seeing more matches that weren't just senseless beatings i was like okay this is a lot better like yeah. a lot more enjoyable yeah definitely um what is tony De- well i guess what is tony deppin's uh goals his dreams what, once we're all done with this once we can well you know you're going to be back in in the ring you know doing shows in in july yeah. So uh, my main goal is uh, I want to get signed with ROH. That's my main goal. I, I like it sucks because like before all the COVID stuff, I like I could literally taste it. I was like I'm almost yeah. there, and then I was reading an article that ROH put out, and there's like, oh, if Tony wins or advances far into the tournament, um, he'll have more power to negotiate a contract. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I, it was it was just them probably telling to the story, but like. The fact that they put that, like, seems like there is interest there. And I still keep in contact with, like, Marty Scroll, And then I have PCO there. And, I, and PCO and I are boys. I love PCO. The nicest guy in the world. Brody King, yeah. Dan Housen. Like, I, it was weird because I went to a uh, ROH show in Baltimore because I had a show and I was flying home to, Balt- to Baltimore because I was close to Baltimore. To uh, And my wife picked me up and her and her friends picked me up. We went up to a... Uh, ROH show that was literally like 10 minutes from the airport and Zane was on and he's like hey come in the back all the guys want to meet you and like it was weird going in the back because like somebody overheard my name and they no sold me at first when they walked by me they didn't, like didn't even shake my hand but then somebody's like I think Dan Housing hit he's like oh hey Tony how are you doing and the guy was standing right next to me turns around and he goes oh hey Tony what, what's up how are you like he just like it clicked he's like oh this is Tony Deppin huh. so and, and like Jeff Cobb's there and yeah I, I spent a weekend with Jeff up in Vancouver and it was just the nicest human being possible. So like, I have a lot of people that would, you know, go to bat for me, which is nice. So that is good. in the long run, I hope that's where I end up up. If not, I don't know. Never WWE. That's for sure. I have never had the desire to go there in my entire life. Really? I just looked into, I looked at, I'm, I'm a realist. Like yeah. I'm five, nine. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not big. Like when, I was like, there was no doubt in my mind I would never be signed to WWE. So, yeah, like it just never really clicked that I wanted to go there. And plus, like their values to me is not what I really want. You have that ROH feel to you, though. The the ROH that's out there now, and even ROH is you know from the past. You have your character, your style, your intensity has that has that feel to me. So, um, I really hope they reach back out to you. And uh, I have faith. I think they will. Yeah, like I, I, like I said, I know when everything's back normal and they do run a show again, that I will be on it. It's just when is the biggest question. 
Yeah. So. Uh, you mentioned something earlier, and it, it triggered a question in my mind. I'm so happy that I, I remembered to come back to it. You had said, uh, you know, you could do all the flips and, and whatnot, but but you don't. Um, you're, you're thinking about other things in the match, I think was the saying you said. And it made me think, well, now you're going to have a kid. You have a, you have a kid now at home. And, well, you're going to. And um, how do you think that's going to change your, uh, you know, just your mindset, you know, some of the things if, you're going to do and stuff? If, if, any, if anything, it's going to just make me try harder. Yeah. That's all it's going to do. Like, nothing's going to change. I'm just going to be like, okay, now, like, for me to get to sign, for me to be signed to ROH, it, like, I have to work harder. And now I'm going to work harder. So my wife and my child you know i don't let them down that's the biggest thing that i don't want them down so like i'm just gonna work harder and, and nothing's gonna stop me like that's what it what it is like people could say whatever like i have people that talk shit on me all the time and i'm just like i don't really care because i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna get my foot where i want to be and i'm not gonna use some excuse right. like some some archaic views of rules that were set of wrestling are saying you need to be X. You need to be this. No, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be a good wrestler, and I'm going to be entertaining. So yeah. the second WWE started saying they're entertainment, well, guess what? <laughs> you can't tell me that everybody needs to be 5'6", or no, 6'5", and stuff like that. Like, they, they like don't. I, as long as you're entertaining, that is all that matters. And, and entertaining and, you know, can tell a story, can talk on the mic. I mean, there, there's so many other things to wrestling than just you know Vince's ideal prototype of a six six seven I think is uh is uh the number he always uses you know six seven in muscles and uh there's there's just so much more to it than that yeah. or at least at least that's my feelings um yeah people always say to me like well you don't look like you could beat up somebody or blah 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 or or you know people are bigger than you but like one other example I would use, like, I just rewatched it with uh, Kane Velasquez, I think it was. Yeah. He wrestled Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm Kane Velasquez's size at all. No. But, like, this was Brock at his biggest. Yes. Like, Brock was really big, and Kane beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, Kane didn't look jacked up. Kane just looked like a guy, like a normal person. He's like, always looked like that. Yeah. Kane. He, he didn't look He didn't look huge, but, like, he went, like, he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar really quick. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter, like, if I look like I can do anything. Like, all that matters is if I can. And if somebody wants to test me, that's perfectly fine. Like, I'm not opposed to <laughs> fighting. Like, but, like, I'm not saying I'm a Cain Velasquez, like, in that type of sense. But, like, people just need to realize that he wasn't the biggest, but somehow he murdered Brock Lesnar really quick, too. And this was Brock Lesnar before he had uh, the uh, stomach problem where he, had to, where he ended up losing a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah, but Cain's always... He, Kane's always looked like that. Nothing like quote unquote imposing. Just had that will, had that drive, you know. And he hits like a motherfucker. It's like a motherfucker. Yes, he does. Well, I've never personally been hit by him, nor do I want to. Not me either. But when when you take Brock Lesnar out like that, you know, you must, you must. Wow. Um, I mean, in in the WWE, you know, they are going in some directions, put, getting behind some people who aren't the biggest. Uh, they do try their best with the cruiserweight, which I don't think they do the best of. Um, but what it all boils down to, you know, Vince still has his guys, and his guys are going to be his visions. And but it, it's interesting that that you know you are a realist from what you said, and I I think that's refreshing that that there's someone out there that thinks like like I that's not for me. I don't want to do WWE, and yeah. You know, this that was never on my mind. And like everybody's always like you know, the the hot thing right now is AEW. Everybody's yeah, yeah. like, Oh, Tony yeah. should go to AEW. It's like not everybody wants to go to AEW. Like I, I want ROH. That's where I, I I feel like I'd fit in well, I'd be utilized well. That that's what I want. But like everybody just wants AEW now because it's the hot thing and mm-hmm. ROH is not like as hot as it used to be, but ROH always goes through these phases anyways. Yeah. So everybody wants to jump on the ship that's already sailing high. They never want to help rebuild this shit. Yeah. Like every wrestler. Every wrestler wants to be on AEW. Why doesn't wrestle? Like, ROH takes care of their guys. Yeah, I've been there. I've seen them taking care of their guys. Zane broke his foot, 
at, in a match. And when he came in the back, they're like, hey, uh, go to the hospital, send us the bill. We ta- we'll take care of it. You know, like, wow. so like they take care of their people, but people just automatically cancel them out if they're, if they're, lo- if they want to get signed, like all WWE or AEW. But, you know, I guess uh, more opportunities for me to get signed with ROH soon. There you go. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Hypothetically, I'm going to put you in a triple threat match with yourself. I want you to pick your opponents, a wrestler uh, from today, whoever you want, and a wrestler from the past. Who are we going with? Uh, Dean Malenko would be in there. Yeah. It'd be Dean Malenko and Mike Quackenbush. Mike Quackenbush. Yeah. Oh, there's a name. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be something else, huh? Wow. I think that would be the all those our three styles would make for a good match. Yeah, you know, Mike like. Quackenbush. They, they would obviously ca- they'd obviously carry my ass for the entire match because those guys are fucking amazing at what they do, but I would still love it a lot. It'd be how a lot many, of fun. How many of those uh thousand holds would Malenko put on in a ma- in a match? <laughs> a lot. I, he'd have to he'd have to go with uh, go against Mike with that cuz Mike used to be the master of a thousand holds too in like the like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Wow, Mike Quackenbush. So, he underrated, man. If if uh, I know I can see D-Rod in the chat here on Twitch, younger guy. D-Rod, go check out Mike Quackenbush. Just go look him up. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Watch him versus Claudio, Claudio Castagnoli, Cesaro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. from 2006 Ted Penny, Ted, IWA Ted Petty Invitational, I believe it's 2006, yeah. I believe. Awesome. That match is fucking phenomenal. There, we all have some homework after the show. Excellent. Um, all right, let's get, I, I want to, uh, oh, Killer Cross, you were in a match with him. What was that like? Yeah. Uh, at first I was a little intimidated because Killer Cross is a very big guy. Yeah. And I wasn't sure like if like there'd be an ego about him, you know, cause he had a lot of steam and stuff yep. like that. And like, I got to the show, originally I was supposed to wrestle Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston, something happened where Kingston could do the match. And then the night before, they're like, Tony, you're going to wrestle Alex Colon, I believe. And then I got there, and they're like, Tony, Dickinson's, like, deathly sick. He's not wrestling Killer Cross. Like, you're wrestling Killer Cross. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then second that Cross got there, like, we talked, and we just hit it off. Just a really nice, down-to-earth guy. Yeah. Just great person. He was open to ideas. You know, like, we bounced things off each other, had a lot of fun with it, and, like, even after, like, he'll, like, randomly, like, say hi to me on the internet. Like, he'll, like, message me, asking how I'm doing, stuff like that. Real real nice person. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It was a good match, too. Great. Yeah, uh, I, had a lot, I had a lot of fun. We, we didn't plan much. We just go, like, hey, let's just do X, 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 and then plug the rest in while we're out there. That's awesome. You know, you said a few things tonight um, that, as I've been do, trying to do this, like, you know, interview stuff with, with wrestlers in a couple things I, I've always noticed is um, the best, the best wrestlers or well, who I think are the best wrestlers are the ones who, who, like you just said, they don't really overthink things. They go in, do this, this, and hit their bullet points and rely on, uh, you know, their skill and what they've learned. Uh, the wrestlers that characters are, close to who they are how close is your character to who you are as a person obviously you're not good 100 percent opposite <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> i'm very i'm very quiet yeah i'm like look at me i like no, i normally have shorter hair and it's normally yeah, nice yeah. but I, you know i can't get my hair cut i i wear dorky ass glasses i'm very quiet hey glasses are cool i have yeah, these are these are like, actually prescription so I don't wear these just to when I whenever I wear my glasses, don't people don't realize it's me because I apparently had the Clark Kent effect. <laughs> yeah. so like I've never been I like I've never been somebody who trash talks people. I've never been somebody who makes fun of people. Like it's That's just weird that it's just the opposite of who I am. Like complete opposite. So you just turn a switch, huh? Yeah, and it's, it, the weirdest thing though is like my music hits and my and the switch hits for me to go. And then the second I come back to the ring or from the ring and like as soon as I walk through the curtains, that switch is gone and I can't turn it on again. That's like I'll have people like like if a promoter wants me to do a promo, I tell them I was like, you have to catch me legit soon as I get in the back. I was like, so then like my personality is still there is like because if you try to get me when I'm calmed down, like after the match, yeah. you're, you're just going to get a normal Tony Deppin and Anthony Deppin because uh. that's my real name. 
So that's all you'd get. And just be like, oh, well, yeah, cool. <laughs> that's interesting, though. And that's that's also refreshing to hear. And and it goes to it goes to show a lot of, of basically how talented you are. And maybe you could be an actor. Maybe you could act. Yeah, like I would like like I grab my balls a lot in the ring. I would never be out in public grabbing my balls. <laughs> I would never blow snot on anybody. Like I wouldn't like. I've never told anybody to suck my dick except saying to my wife. That's like the only person I've ever said it to. to. And I'm out in the crowd telling random people you can suck my dick and stuff like that. Like, oh. that's not who I am. Like, I just, oh, I, I don't great. know what it is. Like, I switched on, like, and Has, it just boom, wipes out. Just always been like over. that? Have you always been a sarcastic asshole, suck my dick heel? Um, when I first started, no, because, like, I didn't understand wrestling. Right. I just assumed that a bad guy was always like, you guys shut up. Oh, <laughs> put my hands over my ears when you're you're uh, clapping or, you know, stuff like that. And then over time, I just just started, like, it just really started clicking for me with other things. What really clicked for me uh, at GCW the one time is, like, when I first came back to GCW in 2006, 16 i think and uh the ref screwed up the entire finish like fuck complete shit show and like i was really mad like i was flipping out like in, out of the ring like screaming like flip people were like booing me because like i was at ccw the guy right. at the time and coming in there like no boo you know blah 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 and like just like started running my mouth and i got to the back and i was really pissed off and uh, the guy doing the camera, he's like, yo, Tony, give me a promo. And I just turn around. I go, you want a fucking promo? And, like, I just went completely nuts, screaming at the camera. And it goes off. And Janela looks at me. He's like, Deppin, be like that all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. So then the next month, I, for the GCW show that we did, I, I, I tried that. And it just started clicking more and more. And I just started developing it into my own little – style because you can't you can only get so far by telling everybody to fuck off yeah yeah so well like you were saying you know you were at those kid-friendly shows and you practiced you know coming with your witty comebacks because you can't yeah you can't that's where the sarcasm comes in like uh, working those shows like just always always being prepared and just listen to what people are talking about um okay off the off the wrestling topic for uh, a second um have you have you learned any new skills while you've been home with the COVID. Nope. nope. <laughs> that easy, huh? No. <laughs> I would all uh, I love everybody that thinks that they're better than somebody because you're like, well, I've learned to do this. I haven't either. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I don't care. Like uh, why did you learn that skill before? Yeah. I haven't yeah. learned any either. All I've done like, is like I've been help. reading books. Yeah. What what have you read it. lately? I'm I'm currently reading Killing the Territories about uh the, the territory days of wrestling that they're how they were killed. Yeah. And everybody everybody always blames Vince McMahon, but reading into it is like there are more people that were trying to do oh. uh a nationally syndicated T V show at the time. It wasn't just Vince. There's a lot of people that ran into it. Like, I'm ha- I'm like halfway through it and I have to read the new Jack book. The new Jack. I have book. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um I haven't learned any new skills either. Uh, the only thing I've done is teach everybody at my uh, – oh, gosh, what did they say? What did one of the wrestlers say? My At my shoot job, um, I, I've taught them all, I believe, how to use the internet because uh, I work in the education system. I work with children with autism, and so now we're home, and uh, obviously we're trying – like nobody knew – like they just don't – they're just – like they just want their emails. Nobody knew about like Microsoft Teams and – how to connect here and nobody knew about webcams and that you could actually teach someone over uh, the internet. So it wasn't a new skill, but it made me enlighten them. But other than that, I've had enough to do home. Uh, I don't even have time to learn a new skill. I have three kids. I'm homeschooling them. My wife is here working and with what she does, you can't, she can't be bothered. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, man. If I want to learn a new skill, I'll learn. I don't need COVID to make me learn. A new yeah, skill. exactly. Like I'm not going to need a, a pandemic to learn to better myself. No. Like I can do that on time when I have time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was uh, doing, doing some research for you, uh, do my best to prep so I could uh, make myself seem semi-professional. And I, I ran across uh, something 
you are you like uh, craft beer. Correct. That is right? correct. Yes, yeah, some daddy yeah. sodas, as I like to say. Now you now like you can call them daddy sodas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just I ICW just advertised me as the new fucking daddy because <laughs> I'm wrestling Chris Dex, the dirty daddy, and they're like daddy versus daddy. So. <laughs> oh, we're adding that to your gimmick. <laughs> That's great. Um, so craft beers, all right? So I enjoy, um, the the daddy sodas as well. Tonight I don't have any craft beer on hand. I only have Rolling Rock, which is my favorite. But I wouldn't. Say- <laughs> That's my friend's favorite. Disgusting. <laughs> I get I get picked on about it all the time, all the time, and uh, but I like it and it's sixteen dollars for a thirty pack. So, but um, what? Uh, so craft. So okay. So craft beer. And where are you located? For, because I always think these synergy wrestlers are in New Jersey, but they're not, are they? No, no. See, yeah. everybody thinks I'm close to Philly in that because I wrestle so much in Jersey, but I'm like two hours. Uh, west of um, Philly. I'm from Har- the Harrisburg area, which oh, for okay. most people that don't know, that's the capital of Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, so, no, nobody but, knows that. Everyone thinks it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh or Philly. But I live like five minutes from the capital of Harrisburg. So like, yeah, that's um, where I live. Okay, so so what good craft beers are in there in the Pennsylvania area? Is there something um, I can order online? and take notes. No, no, I'm not. There's a brewery, and they're in like the Williamsport area. They're called New Trail. They put out really good stuff. There's a place near me. It's 10 minutes. They're called Evergreen. They're good. Pizza Boy, which they have good pizza too, which is awesome. But like those are like my main ones that I hit up when things aren't going nuts. I honestly, every time I do a wrestling show, I always, if it's a new city, I always look up a brewery to hit up when I'm there. Yeah. I always hit up. Like I've been to like I think ninety three breweries now, which isn't that many, but no, but still, know. yeah. Have you ever made your own beer? Yeah, my friends are actually in the process of uh, opening up a brewery. Oh, so Jesus, like we just must have missed that. Yeah, one. we we uh, uh, a local company called Tattered Flag helps us out a lot and puts helps us put beer in cans and like you know gives us a chance to get some promotion before we actually open up. We're just waiting for all the, like try to get all the loans, which is the, you know, the money part. Yeah. The red tape crap. Well, let me know when that stuff comes through. Cause I'll try some of that. That'd be great. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, but just, you know, it's just a lot of money to spend. Like it sucks, but you gotta, gotta spend money to make money. You gotta spend money. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they say. That's what they tell me, but my wife's been spending it. And I haven't seen any of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know, you know. Um, I guess that's what happens, you know. I live in a house with with one, three, well, three dogs, one, four women. I don't see a dime. That's why I have to have the Rolling Rock. I can't buy the craft beer. Have to get the Rolling Rock. Anyways, um, Mr. Deppin, one thing I love to do on this show is at least do my best to stand by my word, and I always tell people I'll never keep them over an hour. We're approaching that now. So what I'm going to do at the end of every show, what I like to do is give the, uh, li- not literal, the figurative mic over to you. And uh, you can let us know where you are. Let us know what's happening. You can put over anything you want or bury anyone you want. The floor is yours. The mic is yours, my friend. Go ahead. I don't bury anybody. I'm, I'm too nice of a person to do that. But, like, obviously just follow me on all forms of social media, Instagram, just type in Tony Deppin. So under Insta Deppin, I have my Twitter. It's honestly where I do most of my leg work for anything. My I have a Pro Wrestling Tees shirt as well, a Pro Wrestling Tees store as well. It's just a Tony Deppin. I don't know. I don't know the exact link. It's just type in Tony Deppin and Pro Wrestling Tees. I don't take. I'm I'm really lazy with some of that stuff. <laughs> if it were up to me, I wouldn't sell merchandise because I I prefer just because like it takes the time away. It's like you know so many people like I'm talking to people and then. You know, somebody else comes up and they're like, they just want to buy a shirt. And I'm just like, well, I'm trying to talk to these people. Like, right. I want to talk to all my fans as much as possible. Yeah. It, like, before I quit my job, I had merchandise and I just never sold it because I would have rather just enjoyed talking to fans. And I love watching wrestling. I watch the shows like, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. That's another so, thing like, I heard when I was when I was researching you is you said you try to, every show you're on, you try to watch the whole thing um, if you can, if it's possible. Yeah. If I can, I always watch the shows. 
So, like, I don't want to be worried about trying to push some shirts down somebody's throat. Yeah. Like, that's not who I'm like, like I said, like the second that I'm no longer wrestling, I shut off and I go straight to my normal self. So I'm not sitting there like slinging shirts. I'm just like, Hey, you guys want to, Oh, thank you for buying a shirt. And then it's like, I just rather talk to you about you know that stuff. Yeah. What'd you like? like yeah. Um, but, you yeah. Said I don't, but don't like, I have a Facebook. Don't add me. Cause I won't add you. I don't, I don't use it. I, I use Facebook for my parents to see pictures of the girls. And I use it for family it. and like, I have a lot of like with all the stuff that's going on right now, like I don't delete my friends over their views, right? but I delete fans because I have, I don't know you. Right. So like, if I don't, if I don't want to see that, I was, I was gladly, mm. gladly delete you. Like I, I, there's like, I have like 700 friend requests sitting in my box. I just don't I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to add you probably like. I don't, I don't want it to deal with, like, all this stuff that's going on, and, like, yeah. and you see something very negative about everything, it just puts you in a bad mood. Like, I took a couple of days off yeah. Twitter because uh, Danny Havoc passed away, yep. Yep. and I loved Grant to death. He was such a great person, and then, like, all the other stuff I kept seeing online of, you know, people just being rude. I'm just like, I can't deal with this. Like, it's, I just need a couple of days off. And it's just, just so negative. Just to breathe. Yeah, like, like people are shitty. People are very shitty. It doesn't. They all come. They're like all all walks of life. Wrestling fans too. Like they're just shitty sometimes. And like people suck. I'm a very like my wife and I are very. Uh, we're very. Uh, we advocate for like Black Lives Matter a lot. Like and people, people weren't too, too thrilled with that type of stuff. You know, I I live from a small town where everybody's like all lives matter. I'm just like nah, bro. It's like you can go fuck yourself at this point. Like I I don't want to have to deal with it because like. I, my niece is, uh, her mom's black and obviously my brother's white. Like, and I'm just like, yo, if like, I don't want my friends to have to go through what people are going through, like in like police brutality based off their skin color. Like I I don't approve that one bit. It's like my friends have to do that. Sometimes my friends don't have voices. And then I also look at it as like my niece when she, cause she's a a year old now, I think. Mm -hmm. And what happens in 20 years? Like what Mm -hmm. if, what if my niece, was shoplifting a, a, a candy bar yeah you know and that stuff like that happened like i just i could not like i just could not deal with that like the, the fact that we live in a world with that that type of shitty people and this that people don't consider what's going on like just shut the fuck up it's george bush said it best and i hate george bush for the passion maybe we should just stop lecturing and start listening yes we should and that's listen. what they need people start listening like why why are we lecturing people just listen i want to hear what you have to say yeah there's a reason why this protest is really big and it's not even a protest that's a movement it's a reason why it's big rebellion because it's time for us to start listening and stop being fucking egomaniacs because it's always centered on us yeah let other people do their talking and it's um like my daughters are 11 7 and 3 so having like I, I don't have we first of all we don't have cable and I I don't have the news on in the morning. Um not because I'm hiding them from the stuff, but it's it's just hard. Like like I we tried to explain it to the older one, like, hey, the, they're doing this. Like she asked what Black Lives Matter meant. She literally said that to me. And I tried to explain to her what was happening and what was going on, and it just sucks. Trying to explain it to her sucks because you can look in her face and she's got this look like that doesn't make any sense why people would act like that, do that, uh, and all that, all that stuff. And it, it's just – it's shitty that she has to be in a world like what's happening right now. And yeah, like my mom's, my mom was like, all lives matter. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, so like I, my wife got into her a little bit, but they, so like, they kind of like stopped talking about it. But then when I, like, I'm better at explaining things in a more comment, I don't get loud. And my mom's like, I mean, you know, all lives matter. I go, no, they don't. I was like, because the set, I'm like, when black lives finally matter, I was like, then yes. all lives will matter. That's right. And then I told her, I was like, imagine, cause Briella is my niece's name. Yeah. I was like, well, what happens in 20 years of Briella? stole something like something small and they killed her because you know right of the stuff like this and she's like well then i'd go beat the shit out of that cop i was like 
I know. I was like, and that's the way we feel. It's like me and you, we never had to deal with, yeah. you know, if we, if we stole something, we know we're going to jail right. or we're going to get thrown in the car and we get a slap on the wrist. Like mm-hmm. somebody, a person of color doesn't know that. Like they might, like it, when, when I get pulled over, I'm just like, oh man, I'm fucking late. I'm going to pay a fucking fine. Mm-hmm. And like, there are people of color out there when they get pulled over, they're thinking, I don't want to die. Yeah. Like that. And like, I don't want my niece living in that world. So, and I, I only want my friends, I don't, my friends, I don't want strangers living in that world. It's like, it, it's, it's not being free. That's for sure. No, I totally agree. And, uh, I mean, we, I mean, just, I can hear the, the passion in, in your voice and, I think we could probably talk about this for another hour, but uh, I don't think either one of us really want to. <laughs> I don't have the lung capacity, especially <laughs> no. like I like I'm also I I normally go to bed pretty well. Sometimes I go to bed pretty early. It just depends, but yeah, I do the show Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. The other nights of the week, I'm I'm in bed by now. <laughs> Those girls, they'll wear you out, man. Holy cow, you're gonna have a blast. I'm so excited. Um, I'm, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I would rather I would rather having a little girl, but you know, as long as the baby's healthy, that's all that matters to me in the end. Yes, that's right. That's right. I never. My, my I've been asked every 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 kid, uh, <coughs> did, did you want a son? Did you want a son? You know, blah blah blah. I was like, I never never even crossed my mind. Like I didn't care. I didn't care. I just as long as they were healthy and they were here, it did not matter to me. Um, but we're done. We're not having any more. Three. Good lord. I like can't handle the three i got so uh, i have enough students if i want a boy i'll go to i'll go to my my students they can uh, hang out with them. <laughs> um all right mr depp and I've, I've kept you long enough get you to your book let you read oh is that a synergy shirt or is it just a color no this is this is, this is my own shirt your own shirt repping your own shirt yeah it is a nice shirt but um yeah, i didn't bad I didn't... brain a bad brain shirt <laughs> there you <Rip> go off. <laughs> Because I rip off all punk bands because I'm very uncreative. Oh, we didn't talk. We didn't even get to talk about music tonight, too. That's the other thing I learned about you. Uh, you enjoy the the music scene. We could talk about that another time, another day, another time. You are on that Synergy First Responders show, um, and I wanted to mention it a little bit more, but that's okay. We can do it another time. I'm also gonna have Colin West on here soon, so I can talk with him about it. But uh, the link's up there, Mr. Deppin. I want to thank you for coming by tonight. And giving me your time because time is precious, uh, and thank your wife as well. Hopefully, is she feeling well? Yeah, she's not sick or anything like that. That's right here. Hi. There she's. Hi. How are you? Good. She she doesn't have morning sickness too much. She had it at first a bit, and like her appetite was really bad. Like when like she couldn't eat anything. She yeah. like a piece of, like a third of a piece of chicken, and she'd be like, "I'm full. I can't eat anything." Yeah. Now her appetite's way better. She just. She engulfed a, a Euro pizza, like a half a Euro pizza yesterday, so by herself. Oh. So she, her appetite's back and good. She she eating no, any no weird, real pain. Weird weird things yet? She eating anything weird that she's never eaten before? Just had a craving for? No. She's extremely picky, so like if she doesn't order chicken fingers, then I'm just like, Okay, she's getting a weird craving now. Yeah. <laughs> that's all she eats. Yeah. My wife uh had those weird ones. All right, I'll uh, I'll let you go. You guys can get, get to going. Do what you need to do. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. And, uh, you know, look Not forward to some Thank great things. Me. Yeah, wonderful. See you around. See you. Yep. Man, that was a great show. I felt I, I had some, having so much fun talking with him. I could have I gone another hour. It was great. Uh, oh, there's my glasses. Right there, these are my these are my show glasses. These are my real glasses. Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer.
Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, and you're watching Putting You Over.